Hello and welcome to the RBC Broadview Campus Sermon Podcast. Our mission here is loving God, loving people and seeing lives change. At RBC, our heart is to build a Jesus-centered community to see lives changed in multiple languages and locations. We hope you enjoy this message from one of our weekend services. To find out more about us, please visit our website, rbc.org.au. And once Samuel tells the story of the Israelites moving towards becoming a unified nation, um, and as part of this, they wanted a king to rule over them, because this was what all the other nations around them had. Um, perhaps they thought that it made them more legitimate, um, a sign that they were grown-ups, that people could take them seriously, um, or maybe they thought a king could offer them protection and security. Um, but the thing was that their history up until this point had been full of stories of God rescuing them, speaking to them, stories of God revealing himself to them and calling them to him. Um, and over and over throughout their history, they told the story of God bringing them out of Egypt and um, God's great word over them was, I will be your God and you will be my people. They had been named, called and chosen as people of God. He hadn't intended for them to have an earthly king. God was to be their king and they were to follow um, his laws and his way. But they looked at the nations around them and they said, everyone else has a king. Um, we we want to be like everyone else. Um, so we've heard a little bit of that background over the past um, few weeks, um, that God decided to grant them their request Um, So he told Samuel, a prophet and a leader of the people of Israel, to appoint a man named Saul as king over the nation. And um, Saul was outwardly a pretty obvious choice for a king. He was tall, he was strong, he was a bit type A, um, he was a warrior. Um, And as we've been learning together over the past um, few weeks, although there were some good elements to his character and we heard some promising stories um, about him at the beginning, overall Saul was arrogant He lacked integrity, he couldn't acknowledge his own mistakes and he disobeyed God and instead of the people being people who were set apart for God to follow him, they were now led by a king who deliberately chose to go um, the opposite way. Um, As we heard from Dave last week, um, Saul was told by Samuel that his time of being king was over Um, and God told Samuel to appoint a new king one who would be humble, one who would trust in God and lead the people in a way that honoured God. Um, And this is where we pick up this week, um, 1 Samuel 16, 1 Samuel chapter 16, um, verses 1 to 3, if you want to follow along. Um, From verse 1, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I've chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I've come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town trembled. When they met him, they asked, do you come in peace? Samuel replied, yes, in peace, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. 
When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab, one of Jesse's sons, and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinabab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, The Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, Nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, The Lord has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, Send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And the story we've just read, Samuel goes to the town of Bethlehem where God instructs him to go to the family of a man named Jesse because one of his sons is to be the new king. One by one, the sons are brought to meet Samuel, but each time God tells Samuel that this isn't the son who is to be king. God tells Samuel not to consider how each of the sons look, not to look at their height or their appearance, and he says to Samuel in verse 7, people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. This one verse tells us so much about the character of God and the way that he works. From the time we are children, um, we grow up hearing fairy tales. Um, fairy tales can often differ a little bit from culture to culture. Often there's common themes. Um, they're read to us in picture books. They're told to us in bedtime stories. They're adapted into plays and musicals and movies. And the premise of fairy tales is often that things aren't as they seem. They don't always look like what they are. A beast is actually a prince. A frog is actually a prince. Um, a wolf might be masquerading as your grandma. Um, the nice woman feeding you Turkish delight in a carriage in the middle of the snow might actually be up to no good. And the message of many of the fairy tales we grow up hearing is look closer, pay attention, don't judge something based on how it looks. And this theme that we read through fairy tales, that things are more than what they look like, is an echo of something that is inherent in us that is placed there by God is an echo of his character, an ability to look more deeply at something that isn't immediately obvious. And this is what we read all throughout scripture, what reoccurs all throughout the story of our history of faith. Things aren't what they seem. What you see at first glance might be different to what you would find if you went deeper. And there are two things about this that stood out um, to me about this story of David in 1 Samuel. Firstly, where are our hearts? We hear God telling Samuel that it is people who look at the outward appearance, but God knows what is inside people. He looks at the heart. This is what matters. And over and over again, we read throughout scripture um, of people who were called and were used by God to be prophets and disciples and teachers and leaders who weren't the most obvious choice. 
people who weren't always the smartest or the most important or the strongest, um, used by God because they were humble and they were available and they trusted in God and they wanted to follow him. The people that that Jesus came to spend time with were like this too, people whose society didn't consider as being important or successful, but Jesus over and over again was found spending time with people eating, travelling, teaching people who weren't considered important or significant by those around them. Jesus saw more than what others see. He sees more than we see. And no matter who you are, God has called you for something. He has called you to participate in the outworking of the kingdom, into the active process of bringing about shalom to the world around you, in sharing the love of God with those around you, Just like the Israelites in the story of 1 Samuel, God has called you to be his people. The outworking of this could look like many different things, but it comes to our hearts. God sees through what things look like on the outside to where our hearts are. What does it mean to you that God calls people that we don't expect? What does it mean for your life And what does it mean for the way that you view others around you? David was a shepherd, as we've just heard from the reading. He wasn't present at first when Samuel came to see his family because he was tending the sheep. Someone had to go and get him and bring him to meet Samuel. Being a shepherd meant lots of times of being alone, watching over the sheep without being surrounded by people. We read in other parts of the Bible that David was a worshipper. He wrote psalms, he wrote songs and poems of praise to God. And later on, we read that David made some pretty big mistakes. He wasn't a perfect person by any means. Some of his mistakes were were big mistakes. But he was still remembered, um, he's talked about in the book of Acts, in the New Testament, much later on in the Bible, as being someone who was after God's heart. David spent time with God. He spent time listening to him, and that was reflected in his heart. Sometimes we can be far too concerned about every aspect of someone else's behaviour with everything that they do, or we spend time making sure that we are just doing all the right things. We might believe that being a Christian is just about doing what we think we should do, going through the motions of following Jesus. What we do, it does matter, but what we do comes from an outworking of where our heart is, God doesn't just want us to do the right things and say the right things. He wants our heart, not for us to go through the motions, but for us to have a heart that follows him. He wants our heart to be one that seeks after him, that wants to spend time with him, that seeks to hear from him, and a heart that really loves others. We don't just do kind things because that's what we do, but a heart that loves others a heart that thinks well of those around us, that wants the best for others. This isn't just going through the motions, but a heart needs to be truly tuned in to hear from God. Anything we do needs to come from an outworking of our heart. This is what God is looking at. And the second thing that stood out to me about this story is to pay attention to the times that God might be doing something that might be different to what we would expect. When Samuel travelled to Bethlehem to anoint the next king, he didn't expect it to be David. 
And as each son came out, numbers one through seven, um, I'm sure Samuel was expecting those. Um, he didn't expect it to be David. Um, as we read in verse one, Samuel grieved over the loss of Saul as king. We heard a little bit about this last week. I'm sure some of Samuel's grief would have been tied up in the fact that he would have known having a king wasn't what was intended for the people in the first place. But they ended up with a king anyway because God agreed to grant that request. But to go through all of that and then the king's not even a good one. Um, I'm sure Samuel would have been expecting that all the trouble was going to be all right in the end, that Saul's replacement was going to be someone great. David wasn't the obvious first choice, but God was at work. God often works in ways that are unexpected. Where have you seen God work in your life in a way that is different to what you expected? He might be working in ways that you didn't see or expect. A little over four years ago, Andrew and I felt um, God say to us it was time to leave the church community that we were in. Um, we'd been there for the previous eight years and all of our kids had been born in that time. It was the only church family that our kids had known. Um, uh, everything I said before about um, loving church community as family was very much true um, for us at that time. Um, we were leading a small group as part of our church community um, and everyone in that small group was very, very dear friends to us, um, like, like family. Um, Andrew and I both felt within a few months of each other that God was telling us it was time to move on. Um, and for me especially, I think it was not something that I expected. Um, we'd expected to be able to stay there um, forever. And when we left, we had no idea what was next or where God was leading us. Um, but by his grace, he led us to um, Richmond Baptist um, and then two years ago um, to here. Um, the journey has been unexpected um, and not, I think, what would be obvious by looking at the outward appearance. Um, and I know that many of you here in this room would have stories of God leading you into places or in ways that you didn't expect, things that you wouldn't have planned out or you wouldn't have thought for yourself, um, but you've been able to recognise, to look back and recognise God's plan in all of that. The clearest example of this, more than our lives, more than... Um, Samuel and David. Um, this story that we've heard this morning is also a glimpse of another king who at this point was still to come, who looked different to what was expected. This story of Samuel and David, as with much of what we read in scripture, is part of the overall story of the gospel. Often we think of the story of the Old Testament and the New Testament as being very disconnected. But all through the Old Testament, we are um, hearing glimpses and seeing signs of the coming of Jesus, God's ultimate plan, his ultimate redemption, reconciliation for humanity. God rescuing us through Jesus and setting all things to right. This is the ultimate example of things looking unexpected. When Jesus came to earth, people were expecting a soldier, 
someone powerful to deliver them from the Romans who were ruling over them at the time. They weren't expecting someone who lived like Jesus, a tradesman who lived a humble life and spent time with people that society cast aside. The solution was different to what the people of that time imagined. But the plan of redemption of the coming king in Jesus is so much better than what was anticipated, so much better than a temporary solution where one group of people were momentarily delivered from their earthly oppressors. Because as Dave mentioned last week, an earthly king is never going to be enough to fix the problem between God and his people. Instead, what God is doing is more complete than we could imagine. Jesus' coming changed all people for all time. Through Jesus, we have the opportunity to know God. The overarching theme of this series, A King Like No Other, does point us to David becoming king over the Israelites, but mainly it needs to point us to Jesus. Jesus is the king like no other, the one who came to change everything, to bring about opportunity for restoration and right relationship with God. He's the king who changes everything in a way that is unexpected. Let's pray. King Jesus, we are um, so grateful that you have come in a way that we didn't expect. Thank you that um, while people at that time thought they needed a, a soldier or a warrior, instead you came, king of the universe, to take away the sins of the world, to change the lives of everyone for all eternity, to reconcile us back to the Father. And thank you because of what you have done. Uh, we can gather together as the church community. We can worship you together. We can encounter your Holy Spirit together. Thank you that you work in ways that are unexpected, that even in our individual lives, even... Um, even in the small parts of our lives, you are still working, even in the ways that we might not see. Thank you that we can come to know you. Thank you that you are our comforter, that you are our counsellor um, when times are hard. Thank you that you celebrate with us um, when things are going well. Um, but we thank you that though we don't know um, we don't always know the answer. We don't always know what you are doing, that you are always working in ways that are unexpected and that um, you include all of us in that, Lord, um, that you care about where our heart is and our hearts connecting with you, Lord. Um, thanks for being with us today, Father. Amen. Thanks for listening and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If this message has impacted you in some way, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through the hub online at thehub.rbc.org.au or through our social media links in the show notes. See you next time.